0: Hi and welcome to this episode of the Kintsugi Life podcast. With me, Toby Hazelwood. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about uh, an experience I had of navigating adversity in a past relationship, and how I believe it's it's kind of left a bit of a mark on me in terms of uh, the lessons that I learned in terms of how you deal with someone else's issues and how you respond to someone else's jealousies and insecurities, and I think. It's a kind of symptom of of how we can kind of most effectively manage our own behaviours in spite of how other people choose to behave around us. So it's really, as I say, about how not to respond to a jealous or insecure partner and it's the painful lessons I learned in trying to solve someone else's problems for them. One of the greatest ways that we can show we care, that we consider it and that we love someone in a relationship is through being willing to change or accommodate our partner's desires. It's part of building and strengthening a loving bond and one of the most selfless and generous acts we can commit. There's a danger that comes when we're too swept up in a passion or when we're just eager to please that we lose sight of staying true to ourselves in the process. If we're too accommodating, we can end up compromising on things that are really important to us. Then we end up changing to an extent that feels uncomfortable and which can lead to unhappiness. The same is true of trying to solve our problem partners' problems for them, or to address underlying issues that they bring to a relationship through their emotional baggage. Now we all have baggage, but of course we can't necessarily do anything about other people's when we've got our own to fix. Trying to fix their problems by changing our own behaviours is like trying to treat the symptoms of a problem rather than addressing the cause. And when we do that, the underlying issue never gets fixed. I experienced this in one of the more painful and toxic relationships of my past. That relationship was repeatedly thrown into turmoil by problems originating from her deep-rooted insecurities and by my inability to to, to respond to these fairly and proportionately. I was trying to change myself to appease her insecurities. In that relationship, I regularly had to defend myself against false and unfounded accusations that I was cheating on her. She would accuse me of harbouring a desire to cheat on her with female co-workers, friends, and on one occasion, even her own sister. If she suspected that I'd even looked at or noticed another woman in the street, that too would be enough to trigger her anger. I'd try and defend myself by rationalising or trying to explain away her concerns. I began avoiding social occasions, dodging phone calls from female friends, and deleting texts or emails from them in case she read and misinterpreted them. When out in public with her, I'd fix my eyes on the ground and deliberately avoid noticing others in case she thought I was checking out other women around us. I vainly hoped that if she felt like she owned my attention and saw that I was having little contact with people outside our relationship, perhaps she'd feel more secure and willing to trust me. I hoped that she'd see she had nothing to fear. I was tackling the symptom rather than the cause. The problem, of course, was that I was acting like a guilty person through altering my behaviours. I'm sure this was apparent to her and perhaps fuelled her suspicions all the more. Changing my behaviours did nothing to challenge the substance of her concerns or the source of the problems, which were her own inner demons and her issues of trust caused by her past. It's clear now that while my motives were positive, and while my logic at the time seemed sound, nothing was ever going to change in our relationship, as she couldn't trust me or anyone else. Her insecurities also placed great strain on my relationship with my ex-wife, the mother of my children from our first marriage. This, in turn, threatened my ongoing relationship with my kids. My ex and I had parted when our kids were still very young, but we'd always co-parented them equally from the ages of five and two. And we still do so to this day, 14 years later. During that relationship, my girlfriend harboured enormous insecurity regarding my relationship with my ex-wife. She put up emotional barriers between us, preventing us from communicating with each other as we'd always done so for the benefit of our kids. This was extremely hurtful for all involved, and not least my kids who couldn't understand why I was no longer communicative or even civil with their mother. The changes in my behaviour towards my ex-wife were again driven out of my own misguided desire to appease and pander to my girlfriend's lack of trust. She was certain I had ulterior motives for wanting to maintain a relationship with my ex-wife, and couldn't see that it was about me trying to be an effective co-parent for my daughters. I finally and eventually built up the the courage to escape that relationship, and realised that I'd let myself, my kids and my ex-wife down in how I'd acted. I'd failed to protect and honour other important relationships in my life in trying to pacify an insecure girlfriend, and I felt ashamed for having done so. It took time, but I was able to repair the situation. I regret to this day that it happened, but I'm fortunate that through the understanding of others I've been able to restore things. In summary, I should have been true to myself. Trying to reduce her insecurities by adapting my actions was an ineffective tactic much like trying to help someone else lose weight by dieting and exercising for them. My actions completely skewed the relationship between cause and effect. Instead of trying to appease her or changing my behaviours in response to her concerns, she simply needed to do the work to overcome her insecurities at source. Unfortunately, in the life of our relationship that was simply never going to happen. If trust's lacking it erodes the stability of the relationship, whether it's founded in reality or not. No amount of bending and shaping of my own actions was ever going to appease her insecurities and I learned this the hard way. I remain convinced that one of the keys to a successful and happy relationship is to compromise, to be flexible and to put the needs of the other person first. That's not the same as allowing another person's selfish desires and emotional malfunctions to force us to change our own actions and beliefs. To expect compromise is more reasonable than to expect change. We cannot merely abandon who we are or stop believing that what's important to us is important to us out of a sense of appeasement for someone else's issues. Sometimes the only option is to take a stand, or to question whether what the other person is asking for is fair or reasonable. If it's not, then it is our responsibility to consider what really needs to change in that situation. I hope you learned through that experience perhaps that there are ways in which we conduct ourselves better when dealing with other people's difficulties. Until next time, this is Toby with Kintsugi Life saying goodbye. You've been listening to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. You can email me on toby at tobyhazelwood.com. I'd love to hear your feedback I'd love for you to leave me a positive review if you feel unworthy of one, and I'd also love for you to share this with anyone else who you think might benefit from the content. Until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye.